A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome back to Mads World. I'm your host Mads and thank you for your patience over the last week while Mads World took a week off. To be totally transparent in true Mads World fashion, I'm currently going through a breakup, hence the week off, but rest assured the podcast isn't going anywhere and I'll keep coming back to you every week moving forward. If you have been enjoying the show, please do remember to subscribe, rate and review the podcast on your favorite listening platform. So you guys have been sharing some of your dating and relationship dilemmas with me since the podcast began and this week I'm joined by my friend Nora to help delve into these dilemmas and hopefully offer you some advice. Satisfaction not guaranteed. Nora works in tech sales and is a fully qualified NLP life coach. She is passionate about female empowerment and female mentoring schemes within corporate firms. In 2020, she completed an executive program at a Cambridge University on female leadership. Outside work, she plays hockey, is training for a triathlon and is an avid cold weather swimmer. She grew up in the Netherlands, but lived in Belgium and Jakarta. Up next, Nora joins me to attempt to solve some of your dating dramas and dilemmas. Hello, Nora. Hi, how are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Not bad at all. Just really excited to be here today. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for joining the pod and on a Sunday morning recording session. That is commitment. (laughs) I know it is commitment. I'm a a massive early bird. Um, I love getting up early, so it's um, the pleasure is all mine. Wonderful. Well, let's kick off with our speed date round just so our listeners can get a bit of an idea about Nora. Um, So I mentioned in my intro that you're an NLP life coach. So what is an NLP life coach? Yeah, great question. Um, So NLP stands for Neuro Linguistic Programming and it's essentially a coaching method. Um, It was created by Richard Bandler and and John Grindler in California in in the 1970s. And it basically takes quite a lot of elements of cognitive behavioral therapy. Mm -hmm. Um, And coaching in general is a process that helps people to kind of improve their performance or focus on a certain kind of behavioral change. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really focuses kind of on the on the here and, and, and the now. So I appreciate that perhaps sounds still quite fluffy. So <laughs> for me, it means that I'm working with a coach on a specific question or theme. Um, mm-hmm. And you really kind of have an, a, a conversation that is quite action based. Um, I think maybe what's good to say as well is that therapy, like 
difference between therapy and coaching is that therapy focuses much more on on one's mental health, mm-hmm. and coaching is much more kind of a short term of, of of conversations where you kind of empower the coachee to kind of find answers um, um, themselves. So often a good coach doesn't doesn't do that much; they just sit with you. Yeah. and ask questions so in that sense in this episode I'm obviously going to try to help some of you um, but I think it's really important to say that if I would coach someone I would completely refrain from from giving advice I would just sit there with you and let them like lead the yeah lead them to the answers yeah. type thing yeah yeah okay. exactly and I think yeah it's just very much focused on the principle that someone already has all that answers and and knowledge mm. within themselves okay beautiful well thanks so much for explaining and um we've got a few fun questions in here um to just keep things Go a bit for light. it so <laughs> what weird food combo do you really enjoy okay so toasted sourdough with hummus and figs with hummus and figs that is it oh my you god amazing what? I was going to say one. So the other day, my friend told me that she really likes toast, loads of butter, strawberry jam, and then cheddar cheese. And initially I was like, that sounds foul. But if you think about it, it's sort of like having a nice brie with like, you know, a compote or like a a quince paste or something. And it's kind of like the budget version of like a bougie like platter. (laughs) love it yeah but don't knock it hummus and figs guys it's it's the way forward what is the benefit there i can't really imagine it what's the vibe so this is actually a food recommendation by that i got given by my nutritional therapist um so so, (laughs) yeah i know (laughs) so sourdough is obviously like really good for your gut health and like Mm. hummus obviously has a lot of proteins made of chickpeas and like figs are just amazing like it's just a bit like sweet and savory and it just Mm. really fills you up I I mean I just love it like give it a go guys beautiful all right well (laughs) we'll have to we'll have to try it and report back next week I can't wait (laughs) next question is what is the strangest place you've ever been um so I lived in Jakarta for a while when I was um when I was in my 20s early 20s when I was 21 and I visited the Basar Ikan which is essentially the fish market of uh of Jakarta and it's it's one of the grimmest places I've been, uh, Medi. <laughs> and that is essentially because Jakarta is the world's fastest sinking city. And it's a combination of rising sea levels from global warning. And there's a lot of like land subsidence from over extraction of groundwater. Wow. So essentially you have this fish market in a tropical <laughs> city. So the smell and the heat just makes oh you God. sick. Oh and then you have slums, yeah. And then you have slums that are literally sinking because Jakarta is, unfortunately, still very, very poor. And it's just a place that I remember really vividly, and I don't think I will ever forget the sounds <laughs> or, or the smells um, that day. And it was also quite heartwarming because I was in Jakarta because I was interning at the Dutch embassy. I grew up in the Netherlands, so I was doing an internship wow. there. I was given a tour by the portmaster and he was just so happy that he had a visitor that day and <laughs> just so so proud of this massive port and this massive like fish market mm. and I think it was probably a, a day where I was very much confronted with my um, with my own privilege yeah yeah I think it's so weird that you said market because again like the toast thing I was gonna say market for me as well so I was in Morocco one time I think it was in 
it was in Fez, I'm pretty sure. And we were walking through mm-hmm. this market and honestly, just the stuff that the confronting stuff that you see. So like we saw this guy with like a big barrel of fish and like he was just picking up and it was so hot, like 40 degrees I'm talking and the fish were not in the fridge. Like they were just in this barrel and he's picking up the fish and then yeah, with like yeah. kitchen scissors just snipping their heads off and chucking the bodies into like this, like another bucket. So like just going snip, snip, snip all day long and like chucking the heads on the floor and like these little cats that were you know half balding like you know like wouldn't even eat these fish heads like they would sniff them and be like I was like this is (laughs) so twisted and then we kept walking I was like at this point had my hands like on my eyes with horse blinkers like I didn't want to look at anything and there was this camel's head on a pike like someone had chopped this camel's head off stuck it on a pike and just put it on the wall for sale and there was like guts coming out the bottom of the neck it was just so much I was like completely traumatized yeah so, yeah yeah it's it's crazy some some of the stuff that you see and I think I remember as well that I like visited another market which is in Sumatra which is one of the northern mm. kind of Indonesian islands um just like caged monkeys and you know snakes etc etc and then obviously you're now thinking of like the global pandemic and like obviously yeah. how how the covid virus got into our world and you're just like oh my god like, I, I know just... anyway I digress so our next question is would you ever go to a psychic yes I would would I ever <gasps> pay to go one absolutely not <laughs> Have you ever been to one? No, I haven't, but I'm quite I'm quite funny in that sense, Maddie, because I'm quite an evidence-based based person and I, mm. I, I enjoy um good research and, and reading and learning. Also fairly spiritual. <laughs> yeah. Um but so would I go? Yes. Would I be listening and like in tune? Also just because I was curious, yes, but would I ever pay for it? No, because I'm too yeah. down to earth to be paying for any of I suppose nonsense. <laughs> so I guess I don't believe in it, but I would be like open for the experience, I guess. Yeah, we went to a um like a tarot card reader in um like along yeah, the yeah. canals recently and the guy was like you can just pay whatever you want and I was like uh we'll just pay a tenner like I didn't really know what to do and he told yeah, me yeah. all kinds of stuff. He said the podcast was going to be very successful in June. So guys keep listing until June because I don't know what's going to happen then. Well, I'm a bit rude <laughs> and that you haven't, I was a bit rude that you haven't invited me for the June episode, Maddie. Come oh on. my God. <laughs> you can be back when the podcast is really successful. <laughs> okay. I can't wait. I'm so excited. <laughs> and our last question is, what is the best thing about being in a relationship? Um, I think first of all, if it's a good relationship, mm-hmm. um, I think it's the feeling of, of being a team with someone. Yeah. Um, my parents have been married for 32 years mm-hmm. and I'm so proud of how much of a team they are. And yeah. they still travel together lots, obviously, before COVID. Mm-hmm. And yeah, before COVID, actually went to Iran together. And that's just really great to see. Oh, that's such a good answer. I feel like, yeah, a lot of people like draw on the team thing. And I think, yeah, that's so, so true and really awesome. So um, because you are an NLP life coach and you also are just like super blunt, super awesome with like wisdom and everything, I've invited you on the podcast because a few people out there listening have come to Mads World with a few issues and stuff about their sex, dating, relationship lives. And I thought we could Mm -hmm. discuss them together and hopefully, offer some sort of um, helpful advice. So um, our first our first submission, I'll just read them out um, the way that they've been mm-hmm. submitted. So 
I have a mental blocker with using Hinge. It feels really calculated and it gives me a slightly vain feeling when you're assessing someone's looks rather than their aura. I feed off a certain energy from someone and I hate the thought of judging via an app, but at the same time, I know it's impossible to date right now without it. How do I get past this barrier? So do you have any initial advice for this person? First of all, I think it must be really difficult to, to navigate these feelings because you're a human being and human beings do you know crave connection. So you're obviously, I'm assuming, quite keen to, to meet someone lovely. And in this current time, you probably feel that apps are kind of the only way to do that, which I sense is putting a lot of pressure on, on, on yourself. Mm-hmm. So I think if I would be coaching this person a question I would ask myself is why do I need to get past this barrier um why do I need to be on an on an app as in like to me it sounds like you're putting quite a lot of pressure on yourself like you don't have to use apps if you don't want to if you feel like it's not working for you 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 don't you don't have to I was just gonna say and as well I think there is light at the end of the tunnel you know um by the time this podcast is out we will be out of lockdown I mean I think you can sort of approach dating apps like you would like you're meeting someone in a bar you can straight up just say hey I'm not really good with dating apps and talking how about we just meet up for a coffee or a drink like I think people spend so much time like trying to find the right person through chatting to them online and everything but if you just treat it as though you'd met someone in a bar got their number and then you catch up with them later on it can be a lot more successful because you sort of like you don't waste any time or you don't invest anything in it until you know that they're a good Mm -hmm. match once you've met them in person yeah I think that's actually a really a really good point it's something I haven't quite I, I didn't quite thought of yet and I also think the question is specifically like how do I get past it mm. and I think actually it's it's quite quite great that that person finds the whole process a little bit vain because mm. for me that's also an indication that you generally care about having a real connection and, and mm. want to go further than look so I think it's quite to me quite quite endearing and also yeah if you really want to if you really want to try maybe give yourself a timer a day so you don't spend too long on it or like make a conscious effort to do you know really connect to someone do you know based on something that they say about their profile and mm-hmm. I think also cut yourself some slack because even in a pub or a sport club or like if you would meet someone in a library mm. you're still like quickly rating someone's look like it's just human to do that so yeah you know don't be too harsh on yourself you're you're not a bad person because you're more attractive to x and not as attractive to y it's just kind of part of the part of the process, isn't it? Yeah, I completely agree. And I think you're so right in saying that humans do in real life judge a book by its cover on the first instance. And I guess that's just natural because like the how, time. Yeah. yeah. How else are you yeah. supposed to sort of see someone in a room? Like, yeah, as you said, whether it's a library or a cafe or a pub, you do see someone and sort of are attracted to them initially based on looks. So it's not that dissimilar to real life. And I think, yeah, we have to cut ourselves some slack because we are living in the midst of a pandemic. And if you are looking for those romantic connections, it's sort of the only way you can accomplish that at the moment. But there is light at the end of the tunnel. So I agree. So to summarize, dear mm-hmm. dear reader or, or listener, I suppose, <laughs> don't be too hard on yourself. Give it a go. And I guess like make sure your profile tells something authentic about yourself so you give others the opportunity to, to connect to the real you as well. Because mm. I've found that if you make an, an conscious effort to mirror a certain kind of communication style, the other person obviously kind of mirrors it back. So I think that's also like a great 
you know, gives you a better shot of connecting with someone on a more energy level. But good luck. I hope that you that you find someone really lovely out there. I'm going to I'm going to be sending lots of good vibes to you. Me too. All right. Well, here's our next dilemma. So they've asked, how am I supposed to respond to unsolicited dick pics? So that is the golden question, isn't it? Because I feel like this is just mm. we laugh about it or we cringe about it, like everyone talks about it, but how do you actually respond when someone sends you a photo of their penis? I'm going to keep this quite short and and, mm. and and bold. If you haven't given consent to receiving dick pics, then it's never okay. Mm-hmm. If you don't know the guy that has sent the picture and you don't want to give him a response, consider blocking him or just letting him know that you are not impressed and it's actually sexual harassment Mm -hmm. if you do know the person and you want to continue being in a sort of like ongoing communication um i i suppose my advice would be to really communicate your boundaries and sometimes you can do that to make like a light-hearted joke and and be like oh gosh didn't realize you want me to to read your penis yeah or i've actually got a friend that sent back a picture of all the aubergines stalled at, at Sainsbury's <laughs> and say like I'd rather see this in real life than getting pictures that I didn't ask for yep. um, so I think bottom line is you didn't give consent you must ask for consent if you sent like if you sent nudes you must ask for consent for sure and communicate your boundaries like bluntly like you don't have to make a joke out of it if you don't want to mm-hmm. Just be upfront and be like, no, I'm not having this or I'm not enjoying this. Absolutely. And I think if we're going back to the to the first dilemma, if we're looking at, um, you know, the parallels to real life with dating apps in real life, if someone just flashed you mm-hmm. in the public that you didn't know that well or if you were on a first date and someone flashed you their, their dick, you'd just be like, what the actual fuck? Like, this is not fine. So I think if you just think of it as though, you know, texting and that is sort of just what we have to do in the interim before we can get back to real life, it's really not okay. So I think you're so, it's so great that you've said, yeah, respect each other's boundaries, make your boundaries really clear to the person and just be firm with it. Yeah, I, I, I agree. And also for any of the boys listening, please just don't send dick pics like <laughs> just ask you know ask ask for consent please also in return for the ladies do you know don't 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 facetime your boyfriend naked without you know checking in if he's <laughs> do you know happy for you to kind of do that yeah or if he's having dinner with his nan or something and you facetime him naked not a good time hard <laughs> oh, all right our next dilemma is what do you do when men or women don't understand the word no. So this person submitted saying, what do you do when men don't understand the word no? But I've included the all women because we're very inclusive here at Bats World and we want to help all the people. So what would you say to this one, Nora? Yeah. So first of all, I'm just really sad to get this question because Mm. for me it means that, you know, I'm I'm perhaps really sorry that you have experienced someone not really respecting your boundaries Mm. and if people don't understand and respect your boundaries, please know that there is nothing wrong with you and you're very brave. You've been brave in speaking up in the first place. Mm-hmm. Also, I find this a bit of a tough one because I don't have full context here. Are you a minor and someone you trust isn't respecting your boundaries or is this about work relationship? And all of those details make it quite hard for me to give a full answer here. There isn't really a one size fits all to, to this. Mm-hmm. 
But I think in general, if someone doesn't respect your no, you should not be in their company or around them. Mm -hmm. And safety is so important here. If the person is violating your boundaries and has been violent or or threatened, you know, threatens you, Mm -hmm. you need to proceed with caution. So in that case, I would highly recommend getting help from from supportive people, professionals and and potentially law enforcement. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, yeah, context is so important here. So I think um, the person who did submit this was, yeah, was uh, like a grown woman and everything. So, um, yeah, Mm. it is a really tricky one without knowing like the whole story and stuff. Yeah. And I think also one of the things that I have found um, um, empowering to realize or, or quite um, I wouldn't say life-changing that's taken a bit too far but quite enlightening is that if someone communicates a boundary to you it's actually them saying I'm keen to continue the relationship with you but this is important for me that you know mm, yeah and actually then it's the other's party's responsibility to, to respond to, to that in in an um emotional mature way Mm -hmm. if the other person can't do that then it's on them yeah so well done for communicating your boundary a healthy emotional person yeah will respond to a boundary thank you for letting me know i'm so i'm so happy you're feeling comfortable to speak up Mm -hmm. and i will bear that in mind yeah if you can't do that then you can't continue the relationship or friendship or whatever it is yeah I think that's really great advice so hopefully that is um you know in a way helpful for anyone listening hey I'm Ryan Reynolds at Mint Mobile we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does they charge you a lot we charge you a little so naturally when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you that's right we're cutting the price of mint unlimited from 30 dollars a month to just 15 dollars a month give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch 45 dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees promote for new customers for limited time unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows full terms at mintmobile.com quality sleep is essential that's why the sleep number smart bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. JD Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For JD Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Um, so our next one is it's a bit of a silly one 
<laughs> I think this person got hacked by their boyfriend and wrote this, but they said, why won't my boyfriend dress up like you, Maddie? No. Maybe you need to just share where you've been shopping with this specific person <laughs> and, you know, help them out a little bit. Yeah, I think that's a good point. All right, here is here is our next one, and um, this one I'm really keen to hear your advice on because I was yeah very um mm-hmm. very yeah taken with this one and, and not sure what the next steps are. So um, I've been seeing a guy for a while now, and I like him. It's been going great until the bedroom. I found out that he has a belly button fetish. I'm happy with people's kinks, but I have a weird thing about touching belly buttons. He wants us to be playing with each other's belly buttons and licking them all sorts. I really want to, but I. Don't know if I can cope with all the belly button fondling. I'm wondering what to do with this. Would be grateful for any advice. So what would you say here, Nora? So I'm going to take it by, I'm assuming here that you like the guy and you're keen for this, do you know? Mm -hmm. You're keen for this to continue um, and and spend more time with him, which I think then the only option really is to, to have a conversation with him about what you're expecting of, of, of one another. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think one of the things that is really important, I think, when you're talking about sexual desires or what you expect of each other in the bedroom is to really seek to understand, not to respond. Mm-hmm. So really giving the other person a platform, a podium to kind of explain how they're feeling and, and, and what they're into. Because it might be that, you know, the boyfriend or the guy that she's going with, or she's, mm-hmm. she's going out with is actually picking up on the vibes that she's, you know, that she's not that into it. And he's perhaps, you know, potentially feeling quite insecure about it. Yeah. So create create an open dialogue seek to seek to understand and then also i think dive into does he need the belly buttons <laughs> does he need the belly buttons to actually have a fulfilled sex life or is this just something that he's quite into but he could do without yeah and i think it's a case of like um just setting your boundaries and like giving it a go. If it's not hurting anyone and if it's not, you know, if it's not going to hurt you or, um, you know, I mean, it's worth trying if you really do want to be with someone and stuff. But I think, yeah, that's really important what you said about understanding where it's coming from and understanding if that's something that is required in their sexual relationship moving forward. Yeah, because I think that kind of determines then on how much you can compromise. Mm-hmm. And also she's she's obviously saying I'm, I'm I have a weird thing about touching belly buttons. So do you know is it something that you are actually completely grossed out by or do you think you can find a way of making it work? Do you know I'm thinking mm-hmm. ice cubes, I'm thinking like feathers, do you know you don't have to touch it. I'm, <laughs> I'm sure there is a whole kind of spectrum that you can kind of use. And um you know, I would say, obviously, you like this guy. Trust that you have a great connection with him. Have an open conversation with him. Mm-hmm. Properly listen to him. And I also think it's a great opportunity to actually strengthen your relationship. Like, how great if this guy noticed that you are really empowered to talk about sex and you're actually creating a safe environment for him to let to let him know what you want yeah um makes your relationship so much stronger so do you know yeah that's so cool go on a journey of the belly button <laughs> go over journey of the belly button and and see where it takes you it might surprise you <laughs> and do you know have fun along the way and uh you know 
maybe in six months you're like oh my god i love having my belly button licked yes nora you know we, we never know we never know oh my god i love this advice i really think this is going to help the person so um if you're out there listening yes i hope so yes we hope that it helps and please do get in touch with me and if anyone else out there listening has a similar fetish or anything please let me know you can message me anonymously on madsworld.co also can mm, i just yeah. add Sorry, I was interrupting you there. I was just like, this has just jumped to me. I think there is also no such thing as normality Mm -hmm. in sex lives. Like, as in, like, if you give consent, he gives consent. Who the fuck cares that you guys like doing all sorts of stuff with each other, belly buttons? People, like, get off on, like, wearing diapers, you know? (laughs) Yeah, for sure. And I think you're so right. Like, if you're both consenting adults, it doesn't hurt anyone and it's just a bit of fun. Like, I think, like, people can take sex really seriously, but I think, like, and, like, which is fine as well. But I think, yeah, if if you're both just, like, willing to have a bit of fun and explore it and just see it for what it is, then play on, player. I love that saying, go on, player. (laughs) Play on, player. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. It's okay. (laughs) I love it. Yeah. Um, So our next one is – um, it's it's quite a difficult one to be honest, and I think um, when I was when I was hearing this, I was really conflicted in my feelings because I have been cheated on. But I've just recently read a book by Elaine mm-hmm. de Botton called The Course of mm-hmm. Love, which which talks a lot about how um, the idea of like modern romanticized love is really tied to monogamy and how like and it just sort of questions like whether this is the natural course or if it's just the most popular phenomenon. And um, I digress. So this person's problem. Let's um, dive into it. So. I cheated on my ex a few times and didn't actually realize what I was doing to him. It was such a blur. I wasn't in a good space and I kind of treated him like shit. I feel like I've been feeling all the guilt about everything this this year and feel so angry within myself that I hurt him like that so many times. I sometimes feel now that I don't deserve to be happy or find love because of it. I feel like I deserve everything bad that happens to me. It's an awful thing to do. The term once a cheater, always a cheater breaks my heart because what I did was a massive mistake and I would never do that again. How can I get past this and move on? So this is a really, yeah, really difficult one. And I'm so, I'm so sorry you're going through this because I think at the end of the day, like when you do make a promise to be with someone and a promise to commit, that is the most important thing um, over like having sexual desires or fantasies about someone else. So I think the real betrayal when it comes to cheating is just that you sort of broke that promise and broke that commitment. I think you can sort of understand a one-time, you know, like lapse in judgment and having sex with someone else. You can sort of understand how that happens, but Mm -hmm. it's the breaking of the promise and the lying and, you know, all of that that I think accompanies it that is the most, is the hardest thing to deal with. So what would you say here to help this person sort of get past this, Nora? So if this would be my friend, I would first of all just give you a really warm, tight hug. Yeah. Um, because it sounds like you're in a bit in a pickle and um uh, do you know, it sounds like you're going through a really tough time. Mm. And I also think I I I I would invite you to see if you can take a third party perspective. Mm-hmm. As in if you would have a friend who has done the same as to what you've done to your ex. Would you continuously beat your friend up on what they have done? Would you continuously say to your friend, oh, my God, you've been such a bad person. Mm. You've deserve all of the bad things that are happening to you. You never deserve a a healthy and great relationship anymore. You wouldn't. You never would. You would say to your friend, you would say to your friend, gosh, do you know, you've you've made a mistake Mm. and that wasn't right, but you've learned from it. 
and um, it's created greater insight in yourself. And it wasn't right, but do you know, it matters now how you move forward with that knowledge. And I think what is happening here is that you're beating yourself up too long and it's getting detrimental to yourself. No, I was just going to say, I think it's important to remember that you're a human being as well. And like you're a, like uh, humans are just multifaceted, imperfect beings. Like we, we do, we make so many mistakes over the course of our lives. And I think people, like if it wasn't you that did the cheating, like you could have got cheated on, like people go through all sorts of pain in their lives and it just sort of adds to who you are as a human. And it's sort of all the experiences add up to make you who you are. And I think you can't, yeah, beat yourself up forever about it. It's just sort of accepting that you've made a mistake, building on it and knowing that you'll do better next time. Yeah. And, and, you know, talk to yourself the same way as you would do to your sister or a friend or or a brother. Mm. And if you really feel like this is like holding you back in like finding happiness or like a new relationship, consider like counseling. Mm. Yeah, I think like what I hear in this question is uh, perhaps a lack of self com- self compassion. It's one thing to have a, a dialogue with yourself, which you're trying to give yourself feedback and and do better. But if it's getting detrimental, then you're not being self compassionate. And I think the key to more self compassion, often for me, is taking a third party perspective if I'm not if I wouldn't say this to my best friend Mm. then I I mustn't talk to to myself like that absolutely and I think as well something that can help this person moving forward is is kind of like how you'd approach anything like sobriety or maybe like trying to eat healthier or you know quitting smoking or whatever you can get as anxious as you like about the future and what you might do and the fear of what you're capable of and stuff but I think unless it gets to that point and that day when you have that opportunity to maybe cheat or to have a <coughs> sorry I've breathed in a fly um to cheat or to <laughs> have a have a drink when you maybe shouldn't have a drink or like take drugs when you're trying to give up drugs or you know anything until it gets to that day and you you can trust yourself to make the right choice at the right time that's literally all you can do so I've been worrying a lot about like festival season in the UK and summer and stuff and what I'm going to do. And I think I just have to, you just have to remember that if you've got the right tools in your head and you've sort of done the work and everything that you have to trust that you will make the right decision at the right time. So, you know, if it is a case of being scared of what you're capable of and maybe doing it again, you just have to sort of know that and trust that what you've learned from the experience, you will be able to use it as a tool next time. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Lovely. Well, our last question is, <laughs> this is another stupid one. So they wrote, my, Go on. <laughs> my friend slept over last night and I gave her a really old toothbrush. Help. What should I do? <laughs> so this is just a throwback and a bit of a bit of a jab at me <laughs> for using my old toothbrush to give to friends and boys. So I think, <laughs> what would you say for this one, Nora? I would say Play on, play on. Oh, my God. I would say uh, maybe, you know, uh, that's one that is going to stick in my dictionary. Uh, don't we? Haven't we all been here? <laughs> Seriously. I think we've all been here, you know. <laughs> I've accidentally, like, um, used my um, my flatmate's toothbrush before when I when I got drunk and I didn't realise. <laughs> I didn't realise it was not my own. <laughs> no. I mean, if so, yeah. what they don't know won't hurt them. That I mean, that is not a good life advice to live by. Do not use what they don't know don't won't hurt them that don't use that don't use that for when it comes to cheating and stuff but maybe we can we can incorporate that advice for like um toothbrushes also I was planning to do a a big Tesco order 
after you know finishing up um this this um this podcast and i'm just probably gonna like add some like toothbrushes to chuck them in so i have a few (laughs) i have some free like clean sets Oh God. Well, that is all of our our dating dilemmas that have been submitted. So if you have any more dilemmas out there while you're listening to this podcast that pop up, please do submit them through my website. It's madsworld.co or come to me on Instagram at madsworld.mp3. And Nora, thank you so much for joining the show and giving a little bit of help to the people of Madsworld in their dilemmas. Yeah, I, I I loved it. I hope that it's been um it's been helpful. And do you know give, give yourself um cut yourself some slack. We're all trying um as best as we can. I think that's a really good note to end it on. Is there anything else that you want to say just as a final note before we wrap it up? I'm just thinking like big now. I'm just you know <laughs> this is maybe just a future of me coming onto like dating podcasts rather than selling software. You know maybe we should do like a a. a a dear Nora section every time. I'm just inviting myself here, you know. <gasps> dear Nora. I can see it happening. I do love that. I can see it happening dear too. Dear Nora. <laughs> maybe in June. Maybe <gasps> this was what the psych thing was on. Oh, my God, This is the girl. big break. It's the Dear Nora. Well, if you've got any Dear Nora questions, please submit them through, um, yeah, my Instagram or my website. And, yeah, we'll hopefully welcome Nora back soon. I can't wait for it. Oh, all right. Well, have a lovely day, Nora, and I'll chat to you later. Chat to you later. Bye, Matt. I hope you enjoyed my chat with the lovely Nora. Please let me know on my Instagram or my website if you have any thoughts or stories of your own to share. Love and elbow taps. Peace. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.